good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to another episode of the Blacksmith's Furnace. I'm one with your boy Pete. Hey, man, that mo heavy hitters. What you saying? You may yeah. you may already be able to tell that there's a certain suaveness. There's a certain bro, hey. debonairness. There's 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 just a coolness that's there's, there's, there's a certain je ne sais quoi. Je ne sais quoi. Because when you take the riffraff out, hey, you're just left with a class. When you take the trash yeah. out, <laughs> um, the house smells better. I'm talking. <laughs> And then when you get when you get rid of it when when the, when the, when the rubbish bin is full, and you get it, you get it out. You know then... what? The dopest, the the wild, the wildest thing as well is that the day that we normally record is my trash day, so I literally take out the trash and come record. Thing. You are so living it, this it, thing it, like a fam, prophet of the Old Testament, living like it out like you Hosea. Like <laughs> no, 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 like, <laughs> no, no. Hosea is not in the building right now. <laughs> Hosea's living it out, <laughs> living out Israel's fate. Wow, he oh, was struggling. He must be. He, he must be right struggling. next to the throne in heaven. Because living that out just because you're a prophet, I'm like, yo, like your whole your whole marriage. That's crazy. A prophecy. That's crazy. But alas, yeah, <laughs> it is not my portion. Yeah, it is not indeed. Anyways, we're, we're obviously yes, we're obviously joking. Robert couldn't make it, unfortunately. Um, he's 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 ill. Yeah. Those that listen to the podcast would remember last week he was uh, not being as kind to his wife and saying she was mm. pretending. Evidently, she's not because whatever it is that she got, he's got. And, he's got uh, it now. He's out of commission. So prayers up for a man like um, Robert. And he was messaging us like, <laughs> guys, I'm sick. <laughs> <laughs> Their weakness, man. You need to do your machine, man. You don't sit things up like this. Oh, Remind anyway. me of Bernie Mac. <laughs> them jokes yeah, can't fly nowadays, but fam, them jokes can't fly nowadays. You know, Bernie Mac still would have done it. He still would have done it. Got cancelled. I think Bernie Mac yeah, is like yeah. Chappelle level. He, I don't yeah, care. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. He would have finessed it. He would have finessed it. I reckon he would have been. He would have been on. On Dave Chappelle. Man, RIP, Venom Mac, man. Yeah. I want some milk and cookies. <laughs> <laughs> if you can't move, you need to check out. <laughs> no. <laughs> she let me out from head to bow. I was like, oh, boss, a move. I took a step back. Hey, no, they're taking me <laughs> back, boy. You need to check out Kings of Comedy. I can't remember Kings what year it was. But Bernie Mac, man, Bernie Mac. Yeah, was his was suits dope. was was just classic. I ain't scared of you. <laughs> you don't understand. Even him on Def Jam. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's classic. Yo, them, yeah. them guys. That was, that was a whole. That was a whole era, man. It was. It that really was. A whole was era. Anyway, yeah. yeah. Um, heavy hitters, heavy hitters on deck. Um, sorry, not sorry. Who's going first? It's a coin toss. I'm I'm down. If you right, want, drop yours first, and then I'll drop cool. mine. I've I've actually got two because I remembered the one I wanted to ask. But okay, fling both of them. Right, you cool. can you can throw one on on Robert's behalf. Cool, cool. I think the first one's more. It's I think it's a little bit easier, but it's it's just interesting. So, the first one is um, 
Jesus said that, uh, I can't remember which people, but when he went somewhere and they demanded a sign and they wanted a sign for him to yeah. prove who he was, he said the only sign they'll have would be the sign of Jonah. Yeah. Um, which a lot of them probably didn't understand, but mm. we would see after the fact that he also spent three days, three nights in the yeah. belly of the earth um, only to be uh, arisen. Now, my question is what your thoughts are on the the the... the the theory that the sign of Jonah and Jonah being somewhat an um, a, a, uh, a a foreshadowing of Christ, mm. could that extend to Christ also being reluctant to come in similar fashion to Jonah being reluctant to go mm. to Nineveh, especially with the added context of the prayer of Gethsemane? Yeah, yeah, I like that. I like that question. I'll say no, mm. I'll say no, but the reason I'll say no is the end of this prayer at Gethsemane, yeah. where he's like, Let your will be done. And I think yeah. that's that difference is, is like it's almost like if Jonah has said that prayer, mm. his his one ended and taking the ship to Tarsh, exactly. Yeah, yeah, but. Christ actually embracing it and saying, I'm actually going to embrace this cross. And so it was almost like Jonah went back as, as a form of repentance and almost mm-hmm. said, all right, all right, I'll go and do it. But mm-hmm. Jesus was like, like, no, I lay my life down that mm-hmm. I may take it back up. So yeah, this, this was a form of submission act. and obedience. Yeah. 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 His active obedience. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I, I do, I do like that thing, but yeah, as I said, I, I would say, no, it isn't a reluctance. There, but there is evidence of his struggle. Yeah, mm. and there's evidence that this, the weight of that decision. Yeah. But yet he was still able to submit and mm. to surrender mm. and to go carry on and say, "I'm laying down my life." Yeah. Um, and even like the being resolute as soon as that prayer was done. Yeah. Yeah. to be able to go and say to his disciples wake up the betrayer is here yeah cool. so yeah there, there was, there's that key difference yeah I, I i i was thinking about this a few weeks ago and i'm just uh, it just struck me as interesting um mm. as you said even if there was a reluctance as can be argued from the prayer in gethsemane mm. more important or, or of higher priority of high importance to christ was obeying um, yeah. God's will and thus it, it sort of falls apart there when you yeah. see what Jonah did and what Christ did but I just thought it was an interesting one I, I did say yeah, it was yeah, going to yeah. be a bit easier the more I guess the more serious question is um, what are your thoughts on the church being an organization the church is an organization that exists within a circular world mm. what are your thoughts on that organization being profitable financially so me personally or break even yeah like <laughs> no 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 like me personally i don't want my salary being tied to my service within a church okay and that's that's one of the main reasons I argue I mean, though that's that's a luxury you can afford because you've got another job yes 
no, no. It's yeah, yes and no. So yes, it's a luxury I can afford because I have another job, but it is a luxury that I have actively created for myself because I don't want it. Got you. If that Got makes you. sense. Mm. And so I have actively moved away from paid ministry within the church mm. because I don't want my salary being tied Got to you. my service. Got you. Mm. Um, no, and I believe that God has opened the door for me to do that. And mm. I'm not necessarily saying anything against um, paid ministers who mm. are in the church and are being paid. Um, oh, someone advocates for them yeah. know, on several occasions. So yeah. yeah, it's like someone needs to do it. And someone is like, you've dedicated your life to the church to see its flourishing and to see people grow. And I don't believe you should go without. Mm. Um, a laborer is worth his wages. Yeah, and exactly. so I believe that you, you, you do deserve what you're being paid and even arguably i don't think you're being paid enough mm. considering some what you're doing i don't yeah. believe you're being paid enough mm. um but again it's like you're not necessarily doing it because of the pay yeah. but i don't believe they're being paid enough some of them are um but those who are to give them the benefit of the doubt have created other streams of income either through books either through movies either through whatever media or whatever they've, they've created different avenues of income um but in terms of it being a profitable organization it is very murky waters that i haven't been able to to navigate without questioning my motives and that's why i i stepped away from it because sometimes i'll go to it thinking Am I coming here to serve God? Am I coming here to just secure my paycheck? paycheck. Mm. Um, Some people are better than me in that regard and are able to do that wholeheartedly. Good for you. Some people are worse than me, but it isn't a comparison situation. Mm. Um, And I think there's there's a couple of questions. Where's the money coming from? How Mm. is the money being used? And what are people's intentions with with the financial status of the church? Mm. Um, If we look at, um, C- uh, CCM uh, Contemporary Christian Music um, as, as a movement stand. I know yeah, that's CCM, what I stood for yeah Contemporary Christian Music mm. um, as, as an industry it's rife with with as much evil as you see within, within the secular music industry mm. which is a shame because mm. the emphasis is totally different um, people are getting stung, like deals are going bad, things are happening, and people are like, no, fun this Christianity stuff. And I'm just, it's, it's like, it's a shame. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is what happens when money starts to cross into things. Mm-hmm. It can get a bit murky, um, regardless of how pure or, or, yeah, how pure your intentions may be. Um, so, yeah, for me, I, I see it as it's not. Is not clean cut. I haven't been able to navigate it. I don't think I have the wisdom to navigate it. And so mm. I've just left. I'd Fair rather enough. come in and serve and know that I'm serving and then leave and then go work. And, and I see that more so as a biblical model mm. um, where like Paul worked and did these things. But I know that the initial, the, the apostles, I, I don't know if they if they worked but in john 21 they were they went out fishing mm. and then jesus came so i don't know if it's a case of 
they were still fishermen and still kind of going around doing their stuff. Um, but then we also have the disciples who had stuff, sold them and brought the money to the church. Mm-hmm. And so there was some governance of finances where that was very much to like um, tend to people's needs. The church didn't have buildings. The church didn't have infrastructure. Um, speaking for the Church of England specifically, Hopefully I don't get <laughs> But um, I know that most of their assets are tied to their parishes, are tied to their physical buildings. And so they may say the Church of England has got X amount of millions, but that's predominantly because they have a building in every single parish. And if we accumulate all of the, the, like the, the amount that the buildings are worth, mm-hmm. that forms a major part of their, their net worth. Mm-hmm. Um, but also they've got very rich um, parish members and stuff who mm-hmm. donate, who are generous and blah, blah, blah. So that all f- uh, falls into it. Um, and so, yeah, very much depends on where's the money coming from? How is it being managed? Um, how are people, how are people's intentions behind this? You're always going to get bad apples and stuff. And it's, it's very much about your like safeguard your heart when it comes to the finances within the church. If, if you're doing it with pure intentions and you can like still be, um, you can still like, ah, what's the word? Clear conscience. Or... Clear conscience, yeah. yeah. Before God, not, not before man, car. you can hide yeah. stuff and justify it. Mm. But before God, then I'd be like, yeah, more power to you. Mm. But for me, I recognize the struggle. Yeah. And I was like, yo, Nah, it's too much for me to try and navigate. Fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, no, it's cool. I think um, I think it ends up, as you said, it, it's. I, I do think it, it comes down to the individual. But then, I think as an organization, as a corporate body, um, the difference between a secular organization or for instance a public organization and the church is the public organization by virtue of having shareholders and and people like that to um to whom you're accountable your promise to them is you're going to make them a profit on their investment Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. with a church that's different the church you don't have you don't have shareholders in a church. It's not that kind of um, um, organization. It's a, it's it's an organization solely for the progression of God's kingdom and purpose yeah. in this world. And so, I think where a you know sort of publicly traded company has to be profitable for its shareholders, mm-hmm. a church I think can be profitable for its purpose which is serving god's purpose yeah and so your widows and orphans your yeah. um you know helping people and having you know having helping the church members and stuff like that i think there's wisdom in um not not there's wisdom but i think there's there's a there's there's an opportunity mm. to to serve in that capacity when you are profitable yeah. Um. And and yeah. so yeah. Yeah. It, it does come down to how how are you getting those funds and yeah. Um. Yeah. Maybe I have slightly uh, naive uh, hopes on how that can be done, how a church can be profitable and remain, you know, innocent as it were. Yeah. Um. 
but yeah, no, I, I completely hear you. And Paul, Paul essentially also, in as much as he advocated for paying your, you know, your 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 ministers, your 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 dedicated um, uh, ministers, he also was still a tent maker, so that he wouldn't yeah. take yeah. Uh, um, um, uh, a salary from the churches that he was found he was founding yeah. and stuff. So, I think he demonstrates both. Um, and yeah. yeah. And I, I love the I love a statement in Thessalonians when he mentions if a man doesn't work, he shouldn't eat. Yeah. Um, which obviously coincides with a laborer's worth as pay, mm. his wages. Um, mm. and if you're doing it in terms of so it's not we're not necessarily advocating just sit at home and just oh I'm, I'm spreading the gospel, in it, pay me. Like mm-hmm. that's that's no. not it. Um no. but also legally, um churches have to register as charities. Yes, yeah. And yeah. so from a legal standpoint, charities are more stringently scrutinized than mm. um, normal trading. But um, charities can also still be profitable. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Charities can still mm. be profitable. Um, but obviously they have to um, outline, yeah. They have to outline what their what their charity is, how they seek yeah. to impact humanity, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, and they're they're always um like graded almost i say graded loosely but like yeah questioned as to how well are you fulfilling this yeah um and so yeah there's there's some sort of legal guidelines and stuff because of all Um, the benefits that come with being a charity yeah of course the government's gonna look a lot more closely at that so it is a different type of organization stuff like that that comes through just by virtue of being a charity where you can collect gift aid on on um collections taxes yeah yeah um tax exemptions and all of them stuff there um yeah yeah cool 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 yeah i'm i'm more than happy with both your answers today so sweet um so my question for you is um how would you go about addressing this how firstly what's your thoughts and how would you go about having a conversation um someone saying so in a conversation i had a conversation with someone and the person said that Jesus is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Jesus is Father, Son, and Holy Jesus Spirit. Jesus is Father, okay. Son, and Holy Spirit. Okay. And his justification was Jesus told the, the disciples to go and baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. But when we open, when we start the book of Acts, they started baptizing in Jesus's name. Mm-hmm. And he, this person was then justifying it from the perspective of in them baptizing in Jesus's name that was the culmination that was almost like the amalgamation of all three mm. and just saying i baptize you in the name of jesus when okay. jesus had told him to baptize in the name of the father son and holy spirit um so firstly what what are your thoughts on that do you think um i'll share my thoughts on that afterwards um which may be controversial but it is what it is for now until i learn i'm convicted or, or yeah i learn a different mm. way um what are your thoughts on that? But then, so do you think it's right? Do you think he's right? Do you think he's wrong? Mm. Um, and how would you go about having that conversation? Obviously, if you think he's right, then it will just be a high five. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> if you yeah. think he's wrong, then it will be a bigger conversation. I think he's wrong. If okay. my understanding of what he's suggesting is there is no distinction between Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Mm. If so, that's... Yeah, from what how you explain it is... Mm. Jesus is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So yeah, there is no distinction. 
yeah and i in that case i i think no i think that's wrong i think um i think it's wrong because there are several places um mm. in the bible where distinctions are clearly made there are several okay, um, uh, um instances in the bible throughout uh the old and new testament where for instance creation is attributed to the father specifically there's instances where creation is attributed to jesus specifically there's instances where the creation is attributed to the spirit um distinctively um there a classic well not classic but i think a, one good example is where christ was um baptized and a voice from heaven identified as a father said this is my son pointing to a specific being there distinct from himself distinct from the voice and the holy spirit descended like a dove so in that one instance you have these three separate beings all present father son and holy spirit Um, Mm. and so i think they are distinct people uh with regards to um the baptism thing i think if christ himself made a distinction that you baptize in the name father son and the holy spirit which i think people do now i was baptized mm-hmm. in the name of the father son and the holy spirit yeah um <laughs> we also cut cakes in the name of the father son, and the holy spirit so you know what what, what the, what's we said there is a, a different <laughs> conversation but um the fact that their disciples and and i need to read that i need to read that myself um and, and see what it is but mm-hmm. I, I i don't think that they're baptizing in the name of jesus um i don't think that takes away from jesus's instruction i think when i think of um someone made this point someone made this point uh mike winger it's it's not it's a tangential point but he said if i'm talking to you about the prime minister mm. right i can say prime minister i can say the prime minister is a chicken as our current one kind of is um but if i want to refer to any of the previous prime ministers i have to go by name i have to say david cameron theresa may etc mm. because within the context when i say prime minister we know who i'm talking about i would not be surprised in that proximity to Christ, like to the actual person's life, if saying I baptize you in the name of Jesus was almost shorthand because they knew what they were talking about. Because mm. in their teachings, and I imagine in the spreading of the gospel, there was a clear understanding of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. There's distinction even when talking about baptism that John makes. Because John says, I baptize you with water. But then we know that there's one that's going to baptize you greater. Christ's baptism. And this distinction is made by Paul, I think. Um, And in other places where it's like, oh, yeah, no, we got baptized in water. But then what about the baptism of the Spirit? And there was a, a distinction between just being baptized in water and then being baptized in the Spirit. Mm. Um, And so, yeah, I, I don't think their baptizing in the name of Jesus was uh, is, is sufficient to change Jesus's statement that baptizing in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Um, and I don't think that there is a, a, a 
there's any indication in the Bible that those are one being without distinction. Mm. Um, we, we understand that equality with the father was not something that the son wanted to or needed to cling on to indicating yeah. two different people we with throughout the, the bible i think there's there's um distinctions between them even going back to elohim being mm. the, the word for god in genesis um, and being used as a singular but elohim being a plural now um and so yeah that's why i think it's wrong and that's sort of the approach i'd have again uh, i'm this is my conviction now, but um, I don't. I don't presume to know everything, uh, mm. so I could. I could very well be wrong, but I think there's sufficient evidence, at least from what I've looked at, that there's distinctions uh, in, the, in the persons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that, and I wasn't even. I was. I was curious to get your thoughts. Um, yeah, I was curious to get your thoughts. I. I, I do think there are clear distinctions. Um, of the different persons within the Trinity. Um, Jesus' baptism, for one, where we see all three um, present within the narrative, each holding, like, his own unique space. Um, And not just mushed into one. And we have countless instances of Jesus praying um to the father if he is the father yeah. then he wouldn't need to pray exactly. and and then there also being this in some occasions there being this this voice in return um where people hear people say oh it thundered or whatever mm-hmm. um and even with um was it stephen um acts seven who was getting stoned before saul went mm-hmm. to damascus Mm-hmm. And he said, I saw, I saw Jesus standing at the right hand of God. Yeah. I believe is, is the term he used. I'm definitely not Jesus standing, but I believe those the right hand of God. Yeah. And so there, again, there's, there's that distinction. Um, Even him saying, I'm going to my father and it's good for me to go for the spirit yeah, to come. Come. Like it was, then yeah. it's just for, good for me to go and then I'll come back soon or something. Essentially, but yeah, yeah, I'm just gonna go chill now. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there are clear distinctions, and even to the point of the notion of Jesus being Father, Son, and Holy Spirit combined in one is actually deemed a heresy. Okay. And so I was talking to this guy and I was like, bro, like I don't I don't like I know you, your your peoples, and I know that you're not trying to jump on this heretic vibe, but yo, and close, and close. And I was like, to to clarify, you're not saying Jesus, Father, Son. He's like, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, yeah, you jumped into it. You just jumped into it. Um, and I think my um my stance, and again, as I said, it's controversial. My stance with the baptism is I am wondering if it was a mistake on their disciples' part. Mm, that, yeah, I was going to say, I was going to, I thought that as well, yeah. Yeah, I was wondering if it's a mistake on their disciples' part. I know that people are hesitant to, to say the disciples made a mistake or whatever, or the apostles made a mistake within the Bible. But we, we have instances where Paul challenges Peter. Oh, yeah that you like you're clearly it was still human wrong. yeah 
there was, was still human. human. Yeah. Um, we have instances where it's like, yo, you've um, you've done something wrong. Um, to be able to pull up, and we have accounts of them having arguments and stuff. Um, so yeah, I wonder if if it was a mistake on their part. Oh, if it was almost like we want to overemphasize Jesus, we want to emphasize Jesus as the one that we proclaim. Um, I and that's why I was like, I'm happy to be wrong. Yeah. Um, yeah. But currently, I'm in that space. I'm just wondering, like, was it a mistake on their part? Mm. Or, or even alternatively, just because of what you said, if it was to specifically identify this not as the baptism of the Pharisees, like the old school baptism. But as a new baptism instigated yeah. following yeah, Christ, yeah, yeah. maybe. Yeah. yeah. So it, it could be. We should have yeah. got um, Amanda Hopeley on this one. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we might slide that into it, slide that to it as a DM or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it very well could actually be that it wasn't that they were baptized in the name of Jesus, but baptized almost like in the way of Jesus. Yeah, like Jesus is form of baptism yeah, yeah jesus yeah. form of baptism so yeah. in the name of jesus rather than um meaning like in in what he has taught and yeah. what he has presented and stuff yeah. um <laughs> Jamila's like niles in jesus name um so yeah it's it, because yeah Okay. Did we pick that up? Not, not so Jamelia, all of it. No, you have to repeat Jamelia yeah. said, because in that time, they were being baptized into people's teachings, into people's right. like doctrine or whatever. And so that's why, again, I think that's why someone would be like, I was baptized by Apollo. I yeah, was baptized yeah, yeah, yeah. by this person. Makes sense. Yeah. So it's like, it's more yeah. so like there's there's wow. an affiliation yeah. there. Um, I was baptized by Calvin. I was baptized by Luther. Um, no, like that. <laughs> I was baptized by the African bun. Hey, this it feels like you've got a third member of the furniture. That's right? what you have to repeat, though. I didn't catch yeah, all. Yeah, so she she was like, that's why Jesus was able to be uh, baptized by John. Mm. So again, we've we've had this second person who is baptized. Um, this, yeah, initial person within the narrative anyway, it's an mm-hmm. initial person who was baptised um, mm-hmm. and then obviously J- Jesus' disciples were baptising before he, mm-hmm. his death, burial and resurrection and then they continued baptising but now in his name. Mm-hmm. Um, so you'll be interesting to, to see if there's any, I haven't come across it, but to see if there's any indication as to the baptism that Jesus' disciples were doing before mm. he he kind of went to the cross. Um, I wonder if yeah. Josephus has anything on that. He, he probably would have some sort of history on what they were doing. Josephus, um, the uh, I think he I think he's a Greek or Hebrew uh, historian, not mm. biblical, not Christian, um, but he did document a lot of their activity. Nice. Uh, and almost serves as well i say almost he serves as a lot of um or provides a lot of corroboration for some of the things they mm. said almost unintentionally because he was just documenting history and sometimes documents it quite stupidly um not stupidly but 
in accordance with the culture. So stuff like women being witnesses was frowned upon. So he did some weird stuff there. But um, okay, yeah, but, but he he's a very good source because he wasn't trying to. Um, mm. help. <laughs> and then yeah. did yeah, but yeah, yeah, no, it'll be it'll be interesting to look at yeah. look at what what was going on there. Yeah, so yeah, I wonder, but yeah, um, I guess this this is like a badge of honor, maybe, maybe not. But again, I was baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Um, mm. it was very interesting. My then mentor, like on the when he found out I was about to get baptized, he got for some reason he got angry. He got and angry. He was, Fam, it makes no sense to me. For some reason, his tone like got very harsh. And he was like, if they're going to baptize you in the name of Jesus, refuse it. And I'm like, yo, oh, wow. bro, what's going on? Like, I went up for baptism, you know. <laughs> like, I put myself up for this. And then you're trying to make me have arguments and stuff. So when I when I asked my then pastor, like, whose name are you going to baptize me? And he was like, Oh, I've heard of this. I didn't know what this was. Mm. And it was like, oh, Father, That's Son, Holy Spirit. I was like, oh, okay, cool, cool. That's mad. And I was like, yo, what did you just open me up to, bro? Mm. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But cool. yeah, I'm happy with that. I'm happy with okay, that cool. conversation. All right. All right. Moving on. Sorry, not sorry. Yes, sir. So. I had originally thought of this and, and Robert sort of confirmed that this is what we need mm. to talk about. But um, I think everyone sort of knows. I say everyone, it's all over social media. It's for whatever yeah. reason being suggested to me a lot. Um, Bro. <laughs> Amber Heard. I'm just saying, um, I'm agreeing, yeah. Johnny Depp, their defamation lawsuit is, and strangely enough, it's like, they're getting recordings straight from the court. I don't. Yeah. I didn't think yeah. that was there's, even allowed. There's live recordings and stuff. Yeah. I don't. I, it may be a playback, but right. they're playing it back live. Yeah, as but, a stream. Because I always remember, you know, like on the BBC, there'll be drawings of it. Yes. There wouldn't yeah. even be like recordings of it. it would literally be yeah. drawings, and, like someone's done a pencil and artist's rendition of what went on in court. <laughs> but we're getting full live stream. Well, as you said, it might be playback, but we're getting full video recordings yeah. of what was going it may, on. It may be due to the the pro like high profile nature of this Shut situation. Up. Yeah, I guess, I guess. But I don't remember seeing video from R. Kelly's trial, but that is older. Facts. Facts. Oh. He's high profile. <laughs> he is. But I guess it may be a case of protecting the innocence of the victims. Fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, you've got two adults, yeah. yeah. But anyway, yeah, so so this whole thing is going on. And it's, I believe, Johnny Depp that's suing Heard for defamation. Um, mm. And and I, I don't know if it's libel, but, but definitely defamation and um, uh, and damages and, and whatnot. It's, it's a whole mess, man. It's a whole mess. Yeah. So I, and I don't necessarily want to go into it. I'm not gossiping about it. Yeah, but yeah. I did want to ask. <laughs> I don't want to go into. It. I don't want to gossip. But I, I, I did want to. But well, I, I just want to ask. So I guess maybe I'm a product of the culture. I'm a product of my upbringing, of uh, mm. where I was brought up. But normally. 
the male I, I don't want to say normally because I appreciate that it's wrong I appreciate that it's wrong for this view to exist but the view I had growing up was like if there's abuse the man can be Ooh, responsible the but the man can never be the victim be yeah yeah so so a man can be uh, a man can be an abuser mm-hmm. but you never hear stories of the man being the victim of yeah. abuse yeah and this this whole court case is about that being the victim of abuse yes so yes. my my question is where i guess and he's also been the he's also been the victim of physical abuse yes where in the dynamics of man and female male mm-hmm. and female normally the male is the more physically capable of the two mm-hmm. is it kind of sus pause weak yeah. <laughs> for the man to be the victim do you know what? i think and and think just it's... just before you answer for yeah. listeners i don't i don't hold this view this is just the view that comes out of, devil's advocate out of culture really. but not, not just even not just even devil's advocate because you know like when you have a view and you know the view is wrong and you're Ooh. now educated enough to know the view is yeah wrong. yeah yeah that's where i am so mm. i see the case i see some of the clips of what's going on i see johnny Depp being the victim of physical abuse from a lady yeah. and my instincts my cultural default is you're the man how can you be the victim and yet I am aware of the fact that that's not always the case and that's not mm. always true. But, you know, that's that's where I'm at with it. And, and so, yeah, that, what, what are your thoughts on, yeah, on that? I think, I think there, there are a few things. Um, I, I, like, I have seen some very, like, physically gifted females. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just use that word. Like, <laughs> like they, they, yeah, they, they're hench. <laughs> I don't even want to use that word, but like physically, they're, they're physically gifted, you know, physically gifted females, yeah, like, uh-huh. and they can hold their own. Mm. Um, and if so, th- th- there are a few things, there are a few things. Um, so th- there could be physical, um, mm. and they ha- so happen to fall in love or get with a partner who isn't as physically gifted as they are, isn't as strong as them. So even though as on, on a general consensus, men tend to be more stronger than females, there are pockets where females are stronger than men. And if they get into relationships, then physically there's, there's that, you could argue an imbalance in terms of physical um, strength and stuff. Um, you wouldn't assume that from Johnny Depp and his partners or ex-partners' um, statues and stuff. But also there's, there are, um, from the perspective of narcissistic and de- um, detrimental um, psychological traits, Mm-hmm. where women have gone through certain things which men have gone through as well where men have grown up seeing their fathers hit their moms or whatever and so 
it's not it's not their intention it, they've, they've normalized that behavior it's not their intention to perpetuate it because they recognize the impact it had on them um but they find themselves perpetuating it and so women can sometimes find themselves themselves in that position where they've like that's what it's whether from home or whether internal stuff whatever but there may be some psychological things that they've been through or they've been exposed to which is now put them into that space um but then also there's the position of um the man even though he may be physically stronger there is this deep and genuine affection towards the women which um which becomes an inhibitor from them for from them retaliating or wanting to leave um and i'm not using this example um suggesting or even hoping that it happens but if like i for me knowing you if anita was to hit you you wouldn't hit her back you wouldn't hit her back yeah even if she was to while out and it wasn't just one hit, but she was relentlessly hitting you. Even though you could literally hold her arm and snap it, you wouldn't do it. It would be the, I laugh because it would be the rom-com. She's doing that and you're just hugging her. Yeah. And then she literally, calms down and cries. Literally, and, literally. So good. and the music um, comes in. <laughs> but it's like, if, if in the midst of her hitting you, she catches your cheekbone with a good shot, and you even you, you know like, the ones that make the, the tears come, but you're not crying. I was about yet, to say that the tears have come. It's just watered. <laughs> They're ready. You, you, you feel a cold sweat just coming down your brow and stuff. It's like, wow, that actually hit me. You still, you still wouldn't retaliate mm. because of how you are and the affection you have for her, and you wouldn't be quick to leave. Mm. In that situation, you wouldn't be quick to leave. Um, there would always be a sense of we can work through this. How can I support? Um, what is she going through? How can I be there for her? I've committed myself to this woman. Um, and so there are those elements as well. So even I, I, I listened to a part of the court case where Johnny Depp was talking about um, she was angry at something. She had down some alcohol and, and even like intoxication and stuff like that kind mm-hmm. of plays into it as well. Um, she had down some alcohol. She was she was upset about something, and he was like, "Like, so what happens now? Do you want to hit me?" Yeah, so. And then she punched him, and then he was like, "Do you do you want to do it again?" And then she punched him again, and then he's like, "I just held her by her shoulders, moved her right away, and was like, I'm done, I'm gone," and it was like, he, in that moment. Again, this is what he said. I don't know the facts. I don't know yeah. whatever. But based on this, is like he could have retaliated. Mm. Usman could have turned this into UFC, but that wasn't the case. Mm. He was just like, I'm out. Like, I'm not doing this anymore. Um, and so, yeah, I feel like there may be more things around it. But yeah, society does really see if a man. Mm. Gets gets whooped by a woman, your social standing drops yeah. dramatically. Now this this woman could be built like my Tyson. It don't matter. It really doesn't matter. Yeah. Your social standing drops because men are always like, ah, you got beat by a woman, mm. and it's mad. Like I was training kickboxing, and 
I got knocked out by a woman. I was sparring mm. and I got knocked out by a woman. Um, I blacked out, opened my eyes to see my instructor literally standing over me, pointing in my face and laughing. Stress. Stress. And then I'm trying to get up and he's like covering this. My father just got knocked up by a woman. Mm. I'm like, bro, are you going to help me up? <laughs> like, I'm dazed. Help what's me. going on? <laughs> Please. <laughs> bro, like, what's going on? Yeah. And he even in, and like this woman had been, and this isn't an excuse. Yes, I got knocked out by a woman. I'm going to hold that. She had been training much longer than me. She was much mm. flexible. Like it was a kick straight to the temple. Mm. I was out. Yeah. Um, you don't need to be that strong to knock someone out. You just need to be no. precise. Yeah. Yes. And it was a case in which she had thrown a punch. I had slipped, but I had slipped into, into the, kick. the kick. Oh, yeah, you're helping. <laughs> I just dropped seeing stars was a myth. Mm. Um, so I gave it to her. I was like, yo, that that was a good combination. Mm. Mm. I didn't see that coming. That was a good combination. He was just like, you just got knocked out by a woman. <laughs> and so again, there's there's just this social standing of just like, yo, regardless of whoever it is, as a man, if you get your butt handed to you by a woman, it's peak for you. Mm. Um, there are social experiments where men are hitting women and they get stopped immediately. Yeah. Women are hitting men, and man them are like both men and women are walking past laughing at the man. There was a police officer that walked past laughing, and there was one woman that was like, was standing there, yeah, 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 beat him up. Mm. And then asked her, like, yo, like, why? And she's like, oh, he probably deserved it. Mm. He, he was probably caught cheating or something. And it's mm. like, rah, that's a bizarre. Who hurt you? Mm. Mm. so yeah um and even as a kid living in ghana i had seen relationships in where in which the woman was hitting the man Mm. um and it was just overlooked Mm. and she was publicly doing it and it was just overlooked and i was just like yo do you think that's as a result of the fact that the, um, you know, like when the majority of a certain vice or whatever is in one direction, that when it then happens to the opposite or when the tables are turned, there's a sense of, ah, yes, we've got one back. Oh, you know. Retribution. Yeah. Do do you feel like there's that? Or do you feel like in general, just men don't have, don't get, and I don't want to sound red pill about it, um, or manosphere about it at all but is it in general men don't get the same considerations um or uh we're, we're not afforded the same concern mm. that a woman would get say in certain situations yeah i think i think for for a man there's a lot more shame around it unfortunately from the um, man's point of view from the man's point and from society's yeah. point of view okay um being you're a man how can how can you let a woman hit you like Mm. what sort of man are you and you start questioning yourself as well um there there was a time there was there's a clip from jeremy kyle where this this lad is sitting there talking about how his girl doesn't let him out one day he had to hop out the window and he landed badly and like twisted his ankle 
Mm. And like he got back home and this girl beat him up. He's saying this to Jeremy Kyle on the show and the crowd are laughing at him. Mm. And Jeremy Kyle stops the guy and is like, turns to the crowd and is like, what have we come to? That a guy is talking about him, him being abused mm. and you guys are laughing. There, there's, there is this, this, and again, it's, it's, it's a stereotype perpetuated, but men have unfortunately embraced. Um, and there are levels of truth to every stereotype, most stereotypes, I'll say. Um, but it's not, it's, it's a caricature, it isn't a fullness. And mm. it isn't applicable in every situation. Mm. Um, but men have unfortunately have embraced it. I say men loosely because I know that there is a pushback to it now and there is a bit more recognition of it now mm-hmm. um, that I'm aware of anyways. Um, but yeah, I do, I do think it's, it's, a, it's a, yeah, it's, it's it, there's, there's a lot of shame and stigma around it where even men get raped, but they don't report it. Mm-hmm. Um, the statistic is more like, what's, like, there's a very high number of men that commit suicide on, on a, on a yearly basis or something. Um, Is that raped by it, other men or raped no, by females? No, just... Um, or just both. raped. Just, mm. just raped. But in terms of suicide... Um, um, statistic. My spelling is abysmal. It's a good thing that this isn't... Um, let's see images. Yeah. Mm. 20, um, 75% suicide rate within men and 25 women in 2016, 5,688 suicides were recorded in Great Britain. Of these, 75 were male and 25 were female. Mm. And it, it's, it's just like, it is is that is that suicide from just um, sexual abuse? It's, it's, just, it's just suicide. It's just suicide, just yeah. Suicide, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just suicide in general. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's another one here. UK suicide by gender 2017, 4,382 were men, 1,439 were female. Overwhelmingly, men end up being more likely to, to die by suicide. Yeah. Um, more likely to die violently in general. But then that that sort of that sort of segues on to the next point, which is the reaction to, or, or not the reaction to, but the um we, we often use the analogy of a pendulum swinging. Um, and so there's often one sort of thought or one sort of a season of, uh, of, of, of popular culture agreement mm. or consensus on, on a given issue. And then we have this pendulum swing to the other side. So we had a time where, you know, purity culture was all the rage and then yeah. that swings to the other side and now you've got slut walks and stuff like that. Um, yeah. Do you think the the pendulum swinging on this issue of men not getting that same sort of consideration, do you think that's been adequate or an overcorrection? And when I say that, I'm talking about the manosphere, the red pill, the high value man talk, the, <laughs> and I might the be exposing the, the new masculinity, the you know, uh, uh, this is this is hands up. This is my toxic masculinity. The the skincare routine guy. <laughs> hey, come on! I'm about to start painting my nails. <laughs> I actually said to think? Gems, "What would you do if I started painting my nails?" She was like, "What color?" 
Um, <laughs> it's got to be that a manly was like, what if it was like neon or something like that? But yeah, it was just yeah. pants. Um, do, do you think that over uh, is that an overcorrection or is that an adequate sort of reaction to maybe what wasn't right to begin with? So I think um, I, I have seen I have seen an overcorrection. I have seen an overcorrection, and I, this may sound um, like I'm an old man, but especially in the younger generation, I have seen an overcorrection. Um, and by younger generation, just anyone younger than me. <laughs> so even even yeah. Robert is a younger generation. Yeah, yeah. Um, because for the most part, um, those who and I'm, I'm speaking about like homosexuals, queers, all, all of those people. Um, not to all of those people, like everyone within that category. Alphabet people. Um, they, those who grew up with me or around my same time were like have, I don't know, they have this sort of balance between um, not keeping up appearances, but... Um, yeah, it's, it's like they're not, they're not this new breed of um, fluid masculinity. There is, mm. there is, this, there is a retention of um, what we recognize as masculinity mm. while still navigating their expression of their sexuality and their identity. Mm. Um, whether or not that is a hindrance or a benefit, it's for them to kind of educate me on um but now there's almost this it's almost like we've thrown out the rule book Mm. as to what masculinity Mm. means Mm. um what what boundaries or what um yeah what boundaries and contours and like what does masculinity look like what does it mean i don't i don't believe in gender i'm fluid i'm this and that it's like everything biology has just been thrown out um the very fabric like foundations of of just chemistry and biology has just been thrown out and we're now reimagining things from our own imaginations without any any sort of ground someone would say everyone is doing what was right in their own eyes own eyes (laughs) Exactly, and 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 that's that's very dangerous. Mm. Um, read judges. <laughs> Let's go read judges. Yeah, it's and it, it's it's very dangerous. But I, I also see it as a pushback against um, the purity culture and this this strict yeah. straight jacket sort of culture. Mm. Um, and there there has to be something within the middle where there's there's recognition of boundaries, mm. but then an exploration of identity within these boundaries Mm. Um, and so even when we look biblically we are free but our freedom is shaped like the cross is shaped like Mm, jesus and so like our freedom has a boundary and we explore what that freedom looks like within this boundary there's still a yoke to be taken it's just that that yoke is easier yeah there was a social experiment where kids were placed into a playground and the playground had no fence Mm. they said the kids stayed in the middle barely ventured to the edges and just Mm. like played in the middle Mm. but when they placed 
a fence around, around the it. playground. Oh, that's interesting. The kids were everywhere because mm. there was a clear boundary. Yeah. There were clear limitations. And with and with that boundary came a sense of safety. Right yeah. Mm, mm. And they got to explore their freedom within. And even as mm. we see the development of children, mm. um, children at certain stages, they need boundaries. They start yeah. to push against boundaries because they want to see what they can and can't get away with, but they yeah. need those boundaries in place. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's like we we never outgrow the need of boundaries. Mm. Yeah. Um, whether relational boundaries, personal boundaries, um, professional boundaries, we never outgrow these these needs of boundaries. Mm. Um, but when when it comes to gender and identity, thinking, oh, boom, let's just throw everything out. Yeah. You're born yesterday. What do you want to be? I know you got you got male genitalia, but what do you want to be? It's yeah. like uh, biology has kind of. <laughs> pick something for you if yeah. you don't feel as though the stereotypical roles of a man or woman mm. fit you that's a different conversation yeah. that's a different conversation and that's like where we are having these conversations and we are engaging in these and hopefully we're doing it in a health help healthy way but we yeah. can't throw out the rule book because if you do that then it's almost like the foundations of the world well just starts to crumble you can't throw away gravity Try jump off the cliff and see if it's not gonna hold up. It's only a matter of time, man. They they've started throwing away the earth being round. Bro. And if that's a big part of gravity, then before you know. Anyway, um, let me put you on the spot. Let me put you on the spot and ask a potentially very, very difficult question. But mm. what is masculinity to you? What does it Oof. mean? Oof. That's a very good question. <laughs> I feel bad asking you the question because I know I haven't got a good answer. I don't have a good answer. I really don't. Um, but I do know that masculinity is different from being a male. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And femininity is different from being a fem- uh, from being a, a female. female. Masculine mm-hmm. and female. Uh, masculine and feminine isn't gender. It's character traits. Mm. And so that's why a male can be feminine, and a female can be masculine. Mm-hmm. Um, which again begs the question what is masculine and what is feminine um masculine is often um, understood more so as um like strength and prowess and um yeah or, or not or almost like this yeah it's, it's there's this um there is the strength and but it's not it's almost not so much just strength but almost like brute strength okay um where femininity is is more so of a subtle strength Mm. um and that's why the french can can be like the table is feminine and this is more masculine Mm -hmm. um almost picking up i think the table is feminine it may be masculine i think it's feminine maybe i'm trying to think of what the word for table is yeah la table or something like that was it la la table fam google has been like (laughs) Is table feminine or male? I can't remember. Oh, it's, it's masculine. The word table in French is masculine. It's masculine now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, um, I ain't learned French in like years. Bro, and years. years. I learned the last time I learned French was in Ghana. You did it for um, GCSE. You I did GCSE Spanish for GCSEs. Oh, bro, right. You must have gone I, to like a post school. Nah, bro. My school shut down after I left. That's French how mad and it was. Ghana, my languages. 
Oh no, yeah, no, I did French. I went to a private school in Ghana. Well, this is the thing. Well, yeah, everyone yeah, went Ghana. to private school, unless you went to like public school. But yeah. it's not the same, is it? It's not, it's the, not same the same as it's here. Not the same. Yeah, yeah, private yeah. school is like at least you get a an education. <laughs> public school was part time. Bro. Um yeah. so yeah, I think masculine, yeah. So that those those will be my answers. It's, it's not an answer. I don't have um I don't have a concrete. Mm. Um, but one thing that I, I do see is that within the Godhead, within within God, mm. we see both the masculine and feminine at play. Mm. Mm. Um, and that's why in, in terms of learning true um, manhood or true womanhood, both can look to Jesus. Yeah. To, to kind of to glean and learn from because in him we see both and again that's a beautiful um image because in the man who died for us the human man who died for us we see both the masculine and feminine in a way that is healthy in a way that that is like jesus was the ultimate human because he he was without sin hmm. um he wasn't yeah, non-binary lived- though it wasn't on bad. Um, yeah, yeah. It's it, it is, it, and as as I said, I, I feel I actually feel bad asking the question because I know it's a difficult one that even I would answer. Yeah. Um, but I think, as you said, there's there's an element of masculinity that it's not only um, it's not only so subjective, but it's almost within a given generation. Whoever the tastemakers are, be that the artists, be that the uh, preachers, yeah. be that the teachers, we end up having um, communal uh, agreement on what it means to be yeah. male, yeah. Um, and and communal agreement on what it means to be feminine, and so we end up defining these things as a society, and mm. as a society we accept this is what's masculine, this is what's feminine. So growing up, um, growing up in Africa, we understood the man doesn't necessarily have to be pretty, doesn't necessarily have to be good looking. He has to be strong and he has to be hardworking. We understood the woman, you, we want you to, doing the hamatan, we don't want to see too much crack lips, you know? There's a girl proverb, there's a girl proverb that I remember from school that says, when you're looking for a wife, look during the Hamatan. Because if she's yes. if she's good looking during the Hamatan, she's gonna be good during the summer. You've bagged the good one. You've bagged the good one. Um, you know, you 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 are supposed to be more mindful of cooking. You you, yes. you should be able to cook, you should be able to clean because yeah. the ideal was when you take a man and you take a woman and they eventually get married, the man's gonna be going out, plowing the field, bringing in the, yeah. the food. And actually, that's an ideal situation. But what it ended up often being is sometimes the man is just a drunk at home and the woman's doing everything. And that's expected of you as a, uh, as a yeah. long-suffering, as long as I could wife. Yeah. But and that was the it. consensus. Uh, you got to hold it because that was the consensus. That was what yeah. community expected. Now, we've come to a time now where, as you rightly noted, it's very time of judges everyone's doing what's right in their own sight and it's not good this is the thing is like it was never uh, i have really struck me that the bible never described the time of the judges as people doing bad things 
Mm. It says people did what was right in their own sight. Mm. And they anointed the Lord and sent their enemies. And then they would raise up a judge to deliver them when they repented. Um, And so now it's very murky waters because we've thrown those words and we've thrown those, as you said, the rule book out. And so communally, there is no definition for it. Yeah. Um, what I end up, uh, or for me, my definition uh, ends up coming from a little bit from the biological um, generalities, the, the biological mm. sort of uh, what, what biologically ends up being more common. And that is males end up being more logic, logical. Um, or, or willing to be logical, willing to just use facts and figures in decision making. Women end up being more intuitive. Mm. They end up being more aware and um, considerate of the emotional ramifications of certain mm. decisions. And so for me, those elements end up being more, um, those elements end up informing my definition of masculinity and, and femininity and if I was to give an illustration the best sort of illustration I could offer would be um, a bed and the masculine in the bed is the bed frame it's the hardwood it's the uh, metal frame of everything that forms the bed um, and the feminine would be the foam would be the uh, foam mattress would be the uh, soft thing that you, you, you lie on. And uh, so both of those make up a bed and thus you sort of need both of them. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's sort of how I define it. I think the, to be masculine is to be more, um, more, uh, yeah, more, more sort of logical, more sort of willing to uh, not ignore, but willing to compartmentalize, willing to not, not if the, the masculine places emotional sort of, uh, the, the emotional value or something slightly lower than what's actually going to get things done. And mm. the, the female or feminine, I think, ends up being more intuitive and more aware and more nurturing and more caring for their emotions and so everyone has bits of both but I think men end up being more of this and female and those again are just the gen you know I'm just making generalizations um, and speaking for what I see of myself so between myself and Anita I am more like what needs to get done what are the facts and figures if this thing needs doing, then we do it. Yes, I'm tired. Yes, I'm sad. I'm not feeling happy. I'm going to do it because it needs to get done. And Anita is more like, especially even with Zara. <laughs> so Zara's a good example. Zara's like here and she falls down, for instance. And I'm like, well, she needs to learn to get up. And so it's like, okay, are you are you damaged? No, you're you're a bit sore. Okay, get up. Cool. You're good brush we literally do this thing where we brush our hands we brush our knees and then we carry on and that's me and again mm. Zara is a girl so I expect for her to be more like to to as she'll pick it up as she goes but I, I would expect more feminine traits for her right now she's too 
I don't think of them as girl or boy when they're mm. really young. I think yeah. of them as you need to learn how to navigate this world. Yeah. And then you become a lady later. Yeah. You become a gentleman later. Anita sees her four. She's like, oh. <laughs> picks her up. Actually you know, picks she's, her up. Yeah. She's checking everything. She's like, oh no, don't cry. Are you okay? How are you? Are you okay? Are you okay? You know, and it's like, and I think you need both. You need yeah. both. Yeah. And eventually you will tend towards one or the other. Um, but yeah, that, that's uh, that's a long, yeah. long description. But that's I did a quick Google search again. Um, mm. So yeah, um, gen- um, general assumption, masculine, logical, confident, focused, strong, stable, clear, assertive, goal-driven. Mm-hmm. Feminine, intuitive, generous, nurturing, creative, collaborative, caring, receptful, receptive, grateful. Mm-hmm. Um, um, the Wikipedia entry had mentioned um, masculinity is a set of attributes, behavior, behaviors, and roles associated with men and boys. Mm-hmm. Masculinity can be understood as society, socially constructed and there is also evidence that some behaviors considered masculine are influenced by both cultural factors and biological factors. Um, so yeah. I would hazard to guess that the person that edited that Wikipedia entry is from the younger generation. <laughs> it's, it's interesting as well, because how do you define these things biblically? Considering, as you read from Wikipedia, the Bible ends up dealing with a particular people group, a mm-hmm. particular culture in a particular period. So how do we build sort of eternal masculinity, eternal femininity mm. from that? And that was my last question because yeah. we're, we're, going, we're going in, but yeah. Yeah, I think there's the extrapolation again, socially mm. and, and culturally, um, biblically within the Old Testament. And I don't, I, I recognize that God often doesn't um, wipe the slate clean when he comes into a cult, when he comes into a cultural setting. Mm. There's a gradual turning around. He kind of meets you where you're at and he puts a halt to the stuff that are, are like drastically detrimental. And so even when Paul goes to the Gentiles, he's like, we don't worship idols. We don't eat um, food with blood in them we take care of the orphans and those those a third thing um those three things that they were told the not, and kids stay yes. away from sexual morality oh, i yeah, believe yeah. is the third um and so three things that are detrimental to the society uh, from from the jump we're going to put a stop to that and then we're going to almost allow the holy spirit to turn hearts and to, to move things into into the right direction um and so jesus god comes into um God, yeah, God stepped, Moses takes the Israelites out. He sees their almost like um, Judo Egyptian, I said Judo, Judean um, slash Egyptian sort of cultural background and works with that. And he's constantly like moving them and turning them. Um, as he goes, obviously, the Ten Commandments are there that stand that sets them apart from the rest of the people around them. Um, but he's constantly meeting them where they're right and trying to turn them back, trying to turn them back. Um, but within that, we see even from Adam and Eve, um, Adam was given the instructions first. There's, there's this sense of like leadership, um, being able to set uh, boundaries, set a cord. Um, 
and not submissiveness, but but I'll say I'll say submissiveness because the wife is is called to submit Sub- to the husband. Submission only has a bad connotation because of the society we're in. Yeah, it's not a bad thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and so yeah, there's there's submissiveness, but also there's the there is the 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 nurturing that kind of comes through the mother inside. Um, the father nurtures, but it's from a very different perspective, even from Adam and Eve. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's different. The, the nurturing from the father's side tends to be more um, industrious. Mm-hmm. Like we're going out to till the land, we're going mm-hmm. out to do X, where, where the mother is more um, emotional. emotional. Mm-hmm. And so within between the mother and the father, there's this combination of both survival, like, um, societal survival in terms of being an active participant within it physically and then this emotional survival being an active participant emotionally um, that's kind of balanced out um, yeah there's I think it is it is very much geared towards the survival of the society mm. and not just it being um, arbitrary and the, the male role is a lot more protective. And I do see, and so there's strength, there's courage, there's logical thinking that kind of comes with that as well, which will be seen as masculine, mm. um, where the female role is, is a bit more um, nurturing. So there's a, bit, there's a lot more intuitive, there's a lot more empathy, there's a lot more care. The softer skills more so come out there. Mm. Um, not to take away their how industrious they they were so even mm. in ruth and naomi where ruth went out to go glean and she was working behind the men like they were harvesting and she was gleaning right behind them yeah. um with the other women and so they're just as industrious even proverbs 31 she was industrious yeah um and so it doesn't take away from that but there's a different there's a there's almost like a different bent to it mm. um these are i'm just i'm just like trying to run through um cultural and societal role, um descriptions of people within the bible and yeah it is it is for the flourishing of of the family and the community and with each gender almost having a different role to ensure the flourishing of the whole um yeah it, it is interesting i think my my, my only thing there with building um, a definition for masculinity and femininity from the Bible is to be aware of the context of the Bible. And mm. you can't, you know, you can't say, okay, um, uh, Rebecca is going to be my template for femininity. And so I'm going to go start fetching water and feeding people's wow. um, horses. Camels and stuff. <laughs> Camels. Right. You, 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 can't, you can't use that because that doesn't apply. Doesn't. Um, and where again back in the day with a nomadic with a nomadic people you know there was a lot of wars and so the men were fighting in wars and the women were quite literally taking care of the kids and so yeah you had a lot more widows and orphans than you had widowers because men were more likely to die in war you can't blanket take those situations and just superimpose them on today and say okay yeah women are going to be housewives and men are going to go out because yeah we don't live in that world anymore um but i think when you look at what it takes to be a good man Mm. in the bible and what the bible describes as a good woman um 
from there you can start to build I think mm-hmm. um and it would be I think maybe more surprising that there are fewer um distinctions made um than otherwise when you look at it from that point of view and you just try yeah. and build a good man and a good woman um yeah. and the more important thing is that the lord is pleased yes, i think yeah. that's where our, our definitions need to come from mm. yeah it is hard it is exceedingly um, hard especially today uh, i think it's always been hard um but yeah yeah cool yeah. all right let's uh let's round up with some with some hookups, hookups. Uh, if, if you've if you've endured this uh <laughs> long conversation yeah, then fine. let's reward them with some hookups uh have you got one or should i go first you can go first actually i think i've, I've just one just hit me but you can go first i hope it's not it's not the one i'm going to go but uh god over money god over money oh, no, yeah, uh, it wasn't that. they have a new like i think uh label wide collab coming out Ooh. i believe it's midnight tonight i'm quickly trying to go and find it um i saw i i got an email for whatever reason outlook is now filtering god over money emails to my junk which makes me very yes. angry because they sent me random stupid other emails instead but um I believe it's um, actually I should just go to Instagram because I saw it on Bizzle's thing as well. I got an email about it, but I also saw it on Bizzle's Instagram that midnight tonight, uh, there's a new project coming from the whole camp from um, God of Money. Um, so I'd say, yeah, yeah, us against the world. Um, I believe it was, yeah, it's seven hours ago. So it's midnight. Tonight, obviously, Bizzle's in America somewhere, so mm. it's somewhere here with him. But Bizzle, Dayton, Bumps, um, Sell Out the Corner, AID Anomaly, and Jared Sanders. Um, check it out. Album released, yeah, new album, 29th. Oh, sorry, that's tomorrow, 29th of April. Um, so, yeah, check it out. Us Against the World. Dope. God of a Money remain top five. Rappers, artists, they come with the content and then they come with the flows. Mm. And it's just like, yeah, nah, so yeah. No, I haven't listened to I haven't listened to them in such a long time. Yeah. I haven't heard new music from them in such a long but then again, I haven't really been paying attention to new music. Yeah. To be fair. I've only been playing my old sort of um my old playlists. And I only listen to music in the gym anyway. So it's like, it's been, it's got hard, yeah. But cool. Yeah. My thing is a film, Disney Plus. This film is very quickly becoming one of my favorite animated films. Okay. Moana. Oh. I, Moana, like um, Hamilton, I knew the soundtrack before I knew the, the, the movie. Mm. Yeah, I listened to the soundtrack before I listened to the movie. I watched the movie. I still this haven't film, watched it before. Yeah. But yeah. <clears throat> this film is very, <clears throat> very quickly becoming one of my favorite films, and it's predominantly because I've been like really studying storytelling, mm. and I've been picking this film apart. And it stands like the message; it just stands strong, and it's communicated. I think it's communicated really well. Okay. Um, 
So, How yeah, is it different like, from any other Disney princess, princess though? There's Brave, uh, Pocahontas, or oh, not Pocahontas, no, yeah, oh, yeah, but, Pocahontas but definitely too. Brave. So I haven't, I haven't similar. seen Brave. Okay, but it's the whole thing. It's there's this thing as a lady you're not supposed to do in your community, but then it turns out that's exactly what you're supposed to do, and then you do it, and then you save the whole community. So, so the reason, the reason that I really like, you're you're fully hating, you're fully hating, but it's cool. It actually stands strong. Um, The reason that I really like it is the point of the film that you think is the point of the film is not actually the point of the film okay what's the point so of the, the film the, the main thing spoilers the, the main spoilers. for real if you haven't watched it by now then this is the, it's been out years but, and years but i believe the main point of the film is the question who are you yeah that's the same thing with brave no, no, no i haven't seen brave yet. <laughs> I haven't fair seen enough, Brave. Yeah. But obviously, in terms of the film, the whole yeah. premise is Maui needs to put the heart of the Fiji back into, into yeah. the thing. And so that's the quest. But the main thing is um, throughout it, Moana's trying to figure out who she is. Yeah. And by virtue of her finding out who she is, like the her journey of finding out who she is, she draws Maui into it, who then discovers who he is. Yes, yeah. And then is able by her make the community who rediscover is, who they are who they are but also yeah. moana by finding out who she is then allows a god to find out who she is who is tefiti who then becomes the car because the uh, tefiti lost her heart which okay. then re-emphasizes <laughs> even gods like, and it, obviously it's not we're not talking about the capital g-o-d yeah but it's like small little g-o-d um Tafiti lost her way because she lost her heart. She mm. forgot who she was. Mm. And it took a human to find out who she was in order to then see um, Taka, who was Tafiti, as Tafiti, and then give her back her heart to rediscover herself. Mm. And so there's this underlying question of who are you constantly through this. Um, and just the way that the story is layered, the way the story is told, um, yeah, I'm just like, it's done beautifully. Even like Raya and the Last Dragon, like beautiful. I haven't seen that um, one. I would I'll definitely recommend that. But the hookup is Moana. Yeah. But I would I'm cool. throwing in Raya as as, as a, for you personally. But mm. that's another film that I think they did well. And Kanto, another one that I think they did well. Um, did you ever see Kubo and the Two Strings? No, I didn't. That's dope. That is dope. Okay. That is dope. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll fling that onto the list. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to watch Brave. Yeah, I'm gonna have to watch Brave and Zoo, Zootopolis, Zootropolis. I haven't I seen that one either. Yeah. So the the podcast that I listened to on storytelling, they interviewed one of the head animators for Zootropolis. Right. And she was kind of speaking about the the process and stuff. So I really mm. want to watch it because I've listened to that interview. Mm. Um. Yeah. 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 I need to figure out what Z, Z still doesn't um I don't think she appreciates like movies and stuff. Long form, yeah. Yeah, that's far. We've only had her watch ABC stuff where it's short term, but they're specifically teaching you something. Yeah. I think she doesn't quite appreciate the long form stuff. I tried to put on uh we went to a we went to a friend's place and they put on uh Let Me Go, Let It Go, not Let Me Go. 
What's Let It Go? Frozen. 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 Yeah. Do you recognize the song? But again, I haven't seen her sit through it. Yeah. Start, start, like, start with um, the Paw Patrol films. Okay. Because they, we, they we are less than Paw an hour. As well. They're less than an hour. Right. I know that Frozen is about an hour and a half, hour 45. Yeah. yeah. The Mighty Pops film, you haven't got, yeah, you're not, you're not on Sky, but the Mighty Pops film is on Sky and it's like 45 minutes long. Mm. Um, and so it's almost like a, a soft introduction to, to feature length films mm. um, or just, just find. I'm not, I'm um, not keen on getting her into it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just, you never know. Yeah. She'd it's wanting to find out watching. what it's wanting to find out what she likes and, and stuff because mm. I know I know a big part of like growing up and, and and sort of my things that influenced me were some of the little movies that I watched here mm. and there and stuff like that. Albeit that I was not supposed to be watching Beverly Hills Cop and Terminator at like eight. So, Bro, but we still, still we still got it in. We still got it in. That Terminator, I'll be back. Was uh, and Killer Alumi. Hey, what? Hey, you um, don't if know. You don't know what I'm talking hey. about. Just Killer Alumi was the one. Uh, the way he bro. ran, bro. The way bro. he ran. The way he got <laughs> shot and then Ting just re- <laughs> yo. And I, I was watching this under oh, ten man. years old. You know, Damn. see a man get shot in the head. Yeah, Dude, Predator, Predator. You know, Predator cuts off one of the dude's hands. Yeah. Yes. That's how my dad got me to stop um, sucking my thumb. <laughs> That is how my dad got me to stop sucking my thumb. Was we were watching Predator. Guy got his hand cut off and it spurt in blood. And my dad's like, You see that? If you don't stop sucking your thumb, that's what happens. And I stopped. <laughs> I stopped. <laughs> so I there you your go. Dad. There I you read, go. I, do you know, I never would have imagined that you sucked your thumb as a kid, you know? Well, I, I didn't after that point. So. <laughs> Apparently, it was really, really bad. Like, like, I sucked it really, really bad. Um, wow. But yeah, I got a typical bit of leaf wrapped around my finger, which yeah. just yeah soaked into the skin for like mm. two days. Even after baths and stuff, it was still there. Yeah. After those two days, I just stopped. stopped yeah. yeah, we're gonna have to get nowhere to stop soon. Mm. Yeah, we we stopped Zara early. Zara never. Well, I think she never. Well, she no, she started. She started sucking her thumb a little bit, and we we just we just deaded that quick. <laughs> Mm. Even though there's Leia no real it. reason, for yeah, Leia tried it, but we did it. That Noah, just like and it, Noah's one, is just one thumb, mm. so that thumb is like wrinkled, yeah, and the skin around the creases are like coming off. Yeah, other thumb is fine, mm. um, but we need to try to get him out of it before his adult teeth starts coming through. Otherwise, he's gonna need braces and everything. Oh um, man. Yeah, because that pushes the teeth. It reforms the teeth around the oh, thumb as you're okay. sucking it. Oh, I never knew um, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So to avoid that, if he stops, then hopefully the teeth will right. come out. It may still come out jagger jagger, but <laughs> at least you know like that. But at least it won't be exacerbated um, by by the sucking. But yeah, yeah. Cool. Mandem is just gaining an extra tw- like 10, 15 minutes of. All right, I know. Anyway, um, yeah, dude, good, good conversation. Um, yes, and I'd be, I'd be really curious, really curious. Anyone that listens, what's your definition of masculinity? What's your definition of femininity? Because yeah, it's a surprisingly difficult question to answer. Yeah, especially today. But Mm. thank God, uh, thank God for His wisdom and guidance thus far. 
Um, all right, let's let's round this thing off. So thank you to Rude for the intro and the outro. Um, you guys need to check Rude out, man, dude. Anyway, Has he dropped something new? He hasn't. Well, not that I've seen. Not yeah, that I've seen. I haven't seen. But I, I keep. Seen I, I, he comes up in like. I listen to a lot of chilled cow thing, uh, mm. or what's her name, lo-fi girl, whatever yeah. on on thingy on YouTube, and he comes up every now and then, and like you see him, and it's like, oh yeah, yeah this guy's dope. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, just, just shout out to him for the intro and the outro. Uh, shout out to Calvin Turner for the ordinary amazing logo. Um, you can find us on social media at the Furnace UK on Instagram. Uh, you can email us tbsfurnace at TBF Furnace at uh, hotmail.co.uk. Mm. Um, and yeah, you can find us on all podcasting websites and, and apps. We're all over the gaff. Tune in to Spotify. Um, we're, we're, we're there. So we're there. This is uh this is a furnace signing out. Hopefully next week will be a full furnace, but uh, triple threat. We'll see you then. Guys, have a good week. Peace. Am I doing the peace fingers like them? <laughs> 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 <laughs>